Here's what I want you to know in your mind. You're in your car right now, probably, or on a subway. That's true. That's that's based on the statistics. I'm tracking your phone, and most people who listen to this show are moving. At this moment in the future, you're, when this goes, you're live. moving. You're you're almost certainly moving. Not moving like residences. No, like you're physically, your body <laughs> I mean, is traveling at some rate. Very transient society. Yeah. Uh, so close your eyes, but not so much that you'll be in danger. <laughs> close your mind's eye. <laughs> close your mind's eye. And I want you to know that David Pierce is dressed as a motherfucking pirate. That's true. Now I can tell you why he's dressed as a pirate. But but I suspect you? why. I don't know who is behind this troll, which is great. But, Very uncomfortable. But know that this day is David Pierce's last day at The Verge. Which is insane. For, for some time. We, we tend to reel him back in. But for, for the foreseeable future, sure. David is leaving us. Uh, he's going to Wired. I suspect that the reason David has been receiving pirate regalia all day is because Wired is not a pirate ship. This is my guess. So, well, so this is not pre- preparation for a pirate ship, though. No, this, this is, is like, no. sabotage. This is sabotage because well, you right. won't fit in on a non-pirate ship. Yeah. Well, no. So the other problem is that I just cleaned my desk for like forty-five minutes, and it's still really messy. Yeah, which is like I'm screwed. Yeah, like I'm done. just objectively, they're going to be like, oh, look yeah, this at all your kitschy lamps, David. Get out. <laughs> What's the best and thing? So you're if leaving? you don't know, if you don't know, so David's like, we're all very sad. I, it, most people are sad. I have vowed to take revenge. You are murderous. <laughs> I'm, I, it's going to be really bad. It's basically um, like Taken 4 starring Nilay Patel. You're going to come like blow up yeah, I have a, a European I have, city. I have a unique set of except skills. The di- except the difference <laughs> and that, is that. And that is, and that is not dealing with breakups well. <laughs> <laughs> except the difference is that David is voluntarily leaving. Taken four. She just left. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> she just like walked out. No, that's there, there's an inherent difference. Are you? Are you, really, are you wait. Are you really breaking down the metaphor? Yes. Like because, how the metaphor breaks between like, the Taken movies and David getting a new job. Yes, it's because <laughs> David is not getting kidnapped by Wired. He is voluntarily leaving. Here's what I know. True. Wired. Wired has a beautiful new office. It, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. A beautiful new office in San Francisco. And when they opened it, uh, Scott Dada, editor in chief, Wired, who's very talented, really good hair too. Whatever. My, my, my rival. Scott That's Dada. where you'll stop. That's where the line uh, is drawn. I sent out a memo saying that everything, everybody in the office had to keep clean, desk clean, no action figures on desks, no kitchen lamps, yep. and and the line wired is not a pirate ship. So David is spending the rest of his time at the Verge dressed as a pirate to remind him who he is. So what I like to assume is that somebody edited out the line after that, which was him being like, it's seven pirate ships. <laughs> David, I think you're going to find it's a real pirate world. spaceship. Pirate the real- airship. <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to find that the real world in your imagination. Are the same? I agree. <laughs> anyway. That's what I was thinking, too. So. Look, I'm having. Uh, Can I take I, this off now? No, it's no. all of my. I am still your boss for like I would say uh, easily the next 24 hours. <laughs> so no, <laughs> otherwise I'll fire you. All right, whatever. There's news. Emily is here. Hello, Emily. Hello, uh, Sam. Did you like just get Hi. back, Emily? Last night. This is yeah, the okay. Vergecast. It's been a fun. Whatever. Week. It doesn't uh, need an intro. A, a podcast. Of course, it needs an intro. No, it it's a podcast. I. <laughs> it's a podcast. If, if you if you think the show needs an intro, tweet at me and Eli. If you don't oh think the God. show needs an intro, tweet at me and if Eli. You think... Sound off, please. Well, oh, you just might... want tweets. You're just like thirsty for tweets. What man. is this? What is this new meme about being thirsty for things? It's like what is this? 2005 again? Come on, guys. Wow. Thirsty was not a thing in 2005. Yeah, but it's like it feels it feels like retro. Like you're trying to like act like 90s again, and it's like come on, guys. The here's f- here's what I I want you to know. Right before the show started, Sam confidently announced Emily. I'm a teen. 
You know what? I, I, he wasn't going to get any argument from me because <laughs> yeah. he knows what Snapchat is and I don't. Right, so therefore, so he is a team. Let's start. It's on the list. This uh, fine for Sam. This is the Verge this is cast. Off. I'm sorry. I don't, where, where David is just a, a, a mutineer. <laughs> oh, God. It can't. A, a heartbreaking also, mutineer. That's a better explanation for the pirate thing, I feel like. You're, yeah. you're, you're mutinying. <laughs> you are keeping the hat off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I will say, you do off. look good in a hat and bandana combo. Thank you. Uh, okay, this is the Vergecast where we, we talk about stuff. The first thing we we're going to talk about. <laughs> but is that, is that a good intro mouth. for you? I'm Neil Patel. That's, that's Emily Yoshida. That's Sam Sheffer. This is a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dead hey, Ow. Uh, okay. First thing on our list, Snapchat. So Snapchat actually did a bunch of interesting media stuff uh, this week. And before we get into it, Sam, I would like you to explain to Emily what Snapchat is. Okay. For the 10th because time. I tried okay. to show her today and like she physically rejected what I was showing. Wait, can I, I introduce just... one rule? Yeah. You can't use the word ephemeral ever. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Snapchat is a way for you to Send and receive uh, photos or video that you can draw on. Uh, you can do text overlays, um, and they self-destruct when you send them to your friends. So I can send you a photo of me, you know, going 100 miles an hour of a car, and you'll see it for three seconds, and that's a snap. And then they have this other thing called stories. So if I want to share with all of my friends that I went 100 miles an hour in a car, I could post that photo to my stories, and then it lives on a clock that lasts for 24 hours, basically. Uh, and that's basically Snapchat. And it's used primarily by teens. Wait, you know what I just realized? The craziest thing about Snapchat is that it's now everything. Yes, yeah, Snapchat is yeah. everything. It's now... It's everything. Like, you can have it no, for 10... Happening. Maybe Sorry, this is why I'm so confused. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Another bag has arrived. Excuse me, everyone. Dave, I mean, you have to understand David's been receiving... <laughs> he received a telescope. Oh, no. I broke it already. Everything's fine. <laughs> now, David, I want to know, would you have gotten the pirate ship connection... If the or how uh, rather I should ask how long did it take you to well, get so the this, pirate ship? This connection? memo from Wired came out I think the day after I told Neli I was leaving, mm-hmm. and Neli sends me this link like four seconds after it gets posted, and he's like, "I'm going to send you so many pirate ship things." It's true, and so it's, like, it's been <laughs> okay. it's been top of. You I've been prepared. waiting. Yeah, uh, it's fair. Like I'm, I'm waiting for it's like, a fair threat, a dead man to show up. <laughs> Here's what I want. Or, like he's going to replace my hand with a hook. Here's and then... what I, I'm, and and this is a request to the listeners of the Verge Cast. Go on. This is true. If you are a pirate impersonator or uh, <laughs> a Captain Morgan wannabe, and you live in San Francisco, uh, and you think that you have the talent and ability to break into the Wired's off Wired's offices, mm. please, please let me know. I think, so you I think you can be a pirate. So this is now Taken some, 5. I think there's some business we can we can do together. So Taken 4 is David Lee. All right, continue with is... the Snapchat discussion. Yeah, okay, so then let me uh, segue into Discovery. Wait, uh, wait, wait, Emily, so you're clear on Snapchat. And the fact I mean, it's, it's a super primitive so app. My it's... question for Emily is why are you so dismissive or uh, suspicious of Snapchat? I just don't know how I would integrate it into my every... I don't know what hole there is in my daily experience that needs to be filled so, by ephemeral media i don't think i don't think it's about i don't think it's about burn so so it could have, it, you corporate could have, burn you could have gotten a lot of usage out of it during sundance like instead of opting to like post a pretty photo on instagram that you maybe spend like you mean th- of the the little fur um yeah. mankini thing yes. yeah so okay. you could have like taken like a really quick and dirty video of that and either send it to like 
all of your friends that are already on Snapchat, which is probably a lot of people. Or you could have like so. I no? don't think my friends are on Snapchat. Maybe that's not why, why I'm not on it. I don't. <laughs> nobody is ever like, did you get my snap? Like, I don't know. I will say Snapchat, as far as I can tell, is like very popular among like the New York media and teens. Yeah, it's it's demographic. I did have a Wikipedia research on this before I did the podcast. <laughs> oh um, my God. Uh, 80% of its user base is in the United States and its main demographic is 13 to 23 year olds. Well, and I will say like more than almost any other social network I've ever used, it sucks unless your friends are on it. Because right. in, in, in yeah, all there's the there's nothing to that, like, do with yeah. your yeah right like Twitter in a way is like performance art. So if you're just right. doing it for strangers, then fine. And even Instagram right. to some extent is like here are pretty pictures, right. and even if nobody looks, like whatever. And Facebook is like designed to I don't know what Facebook is anymore, but Snapchat <laughs> like if you aren't getting stuff from people you know, it's just boring. And I if you've nobody to send stuff here's, to, then like there's here's nothing what I'll to say do. about Snapchat right now. It's like remember back I can't put a year on it, but when AIM was at its peak you would like you you would just be on aim yeah. and it would be like the place to digitally hang out with your friends yeah. that's what snapchat has become for these kids okay all right. I guess I guess since I was a teen, I've moved from being a social animal to a performative animal. So I think yeah. <laughs> so you're a Twitter person. <laughs> I am a Twitter person. I think there are Snapchat and I'm an Instagram person. Twitter, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I am a Twitter and Instagram person. I went through, I would call it a heavy snapping phase last year. <laughs> Where it was just Whiskey Neli on demand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, he's a character that appears in my life. <laughs> yeah. He just shows up. Is he, co- is he coming he tonight? He you until he hates you. He's right? coming tonight. And he's coming for David Pierce tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no. Um, and I, 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 like, I was like, look, this is too real. Like, I literally like, had a moment where I woke up and I was like, that shit got too real. Yeah. No, and, like, I, yeah. I turned off. Like, I was like, done. And now I consume Snapchat heavily hmm. because everyone's always posting their stories. And that's really fun and interesting. So it's fun to just be a consumer on Snapchat. You don't have to snap. If your yeah. friends are properly, you know curating the like follow if you follow like the real virgin snapchat that's my guy uh then like what just keep going what? No, that's cool no it's, it's gonna be awesome when uh you know when when your new media company is so good at new platforms that's gonna be super fun for you that we're gonna, that we're gonna laugh you on the snapchat beat, sick bro. Bro. i told you yeah, this so, would be torture and, but the thing i like beginning about, the thing i like about snapchat which is what like fundamentally makes discover make no sense to me wait yeah. is it discovery or discover discover okay with so, a, with so we, should, we should get D. into it right so, so yeah, first describe it into, but the, the thing i like about snapchat is that it's so geared towards not ever being a performance art, right? Where it's like, you don't know how many followers you have. Mm-hmm. You like kind of have to do work to see how many people open your stuff. And like, it's, you mean it's tap, not tap once, but like, it's not, it's, it's not, not out there facing. in it's the not, way yeah, that you're like, right. like it's not a like follower count on way. Snapchat yeah. is not a thing, right? right. Like it doesn't hmm. matter how many followers you have on Snapchat. Like you can know if you'd like, but it's not out there right? Uh, in the way that it is on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere else. But then which is the opposite of what somebody like any big media company that wants to be on discover, which was just announced this week, uh, which is basically like a small video platform for brands Mm -hmm. to get in front of Snapchat people and teens. So I think, isn't that similar to like like what Instagram did when they started having advertisers? Right. But then for Instagram, it's like, they're all about numbers, right? And Snapchat is like, I'm sure showing this stuff to ESPN and vice and yeah, yahoo on the back end or whatever but like it's very much not designed to be like a competition and be like look how big we are it's Mm -hmm. like it's weird in this way where it's like Mm. i don't know what i don't know what vice gains by just like hanging out with my friends well no no, i mean i I think about for now um i think i think we need to hi check snapchat it's everywhere. It's uncheckable. <laughs> Can't no, be. No, no. The thing, the thing Priceless. About, the thing about Discover that's really interesting is that 
it's not like a Snapchat story the way most people use Snapchat stories. Like if you look at our Snapchat story, it's all stuff shot with this stuff that takes place in the office. Discover is like a separate kind of part of the app that's professionally made just for Snapchat. And it's it's just interesting because I think it's going to confuse a lot of people because they're the icons are circles and the stories on the stories page are also circles. So I think most people are going to look at Discover and like press and hold and wait to see like the Vice's like story, but it's so far from like a regular Snapchat story, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how people receive it. I, I and it's and it's it doesn't just go away, right? You can like watch. You can watch it over and over, right? right. So here's but here's the thing about Snapchat. So that. We it's funny Snapchat when we cover it is so polarizing, right? It's people. Some people are like whatever. It's for teens and sexting, and then there's like Sam who loves it, and then I'm fascinated by it, even though I barely use it. Like I consume Snapchat, but I, I rarely use it. Um, but what it is like technically underneath it is like maybe the best video sharing service that exists. Like, it's really good. Like, you can take a video with your phone in like a second and send it to somebody else, and it shows up on their phone, and they can watch it, and then it's then it's gone. Except for the app, that, except for the, it, fact except that the, the app fact is crashy. As it does all crash hell. a lot, right? Um, but two versions ago, it wasn't right. that bad. It's like the lately they've been having some problems. And what's really interesting about it is people are making, and I think this is like Snapchat's like flaw. So people have developed an entire vocabulary of Snapchat video. Like our video team loves Snapchat. They're great at Snapchat. Yeah. Um, and we can never show it to anyone, right? It's like there's an entire way that people have of talking and making and creating on Snapchat that is, like, lost. Well, but why, like, why is that – what's unique about Snapchat in that way? Like, no. people have developed it because it goes away, and now they're making a thing that doesn't go away. And so, like, all of this, like, shame and fear of screwing up and having to make it perfect is all going to come back. Like, there's a reason that these news brands aren't putting the same iPhone crap that everybody's doing – because it's there, and suddenly it reflects on you in a way that something that disappears no, in six I just, seconds I, I think I think it's just really interesting that there's like an art form here that it's it's impossible to be a critic of, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it goes away, it's gone. Yeah. So like it, the way it feels to me is like, but now it doesn't. Like that's the thing. Well, like, undiscover it does, but that's like right. whatever. Like kids are spending their entire lives, and people are spending their entire lives like looking at this app right. and making and creating an art form that is lost. Like, Even like I can go back onto an old computer and fire it up and find, find transcripts from my AIM conversations yeah, when exactly. I was a teenager, and they're great. Oh, they're yeah. amazing. No, but <laughs> but you but you understand why like Vice and and whoever else Mashable CNN CNN right? You understand why like and, those are yeah. video companies. Like Vice is a video like it's a cable network <clears throat> masquerading as a website, yeah, right? right? Like. Um, well, it's sort of, I guess, a little more like what TV used to be before you could. There was any way to record it or right. go back and watch it yeah. again or anything. And so it's, it's natural just, that you'd have one more screen of, of like stuff. Pro stuff. I right. think. I think just the thing about Discover on the surface is that teens, thirteen to twenty-three, are spending a crapload of time in Snapchat. And now that this Discover thing is just already there, people are going to look at it. Well, but so here's the question, right? So here's what I want to know. But is, are they going to look at CNN, Snapchat? Well, like, so, right, this is what I want to know. Is is Discover what's, about what's CNN, CNN saying, <laughs> how do we get in front of 13-year-olds? Or is it about Snapchat saying, how do we get in front of 34-year-olds? No, I think it's about them saying, how do we get I think it's about I think it's about Snapchat saying, we have all of these kids in this app already who slash what brands do we want to put in front of them and we'll take all their money this, I will say this I just gave Snapchat like extreme credit for building CNN like a great video sharing platform but this app is garbage 
Like it is just hot garbage. Like it's like crashed. It's I mean, not working the, out right now. The like sharing a video mechanism is great and everything else about it is awful. Wait, so I'm actually confused because why I, I don't understand what about this still would not encourage performance. Because it seems like like, a lot of people use Snapchat for performance. Like, there's a there's a it's dude Jerome called Jarre, right? yeah, Jerome Jarre and Nicholas Megales. These are like huge Vine stars that are finding that Snapchat is you know where they should be right now. Like Jerome Jarre in the last year, Nick Billen just did a really great profile. <laughs> You're watching ESPNs right now. Nick <laughs> Billen did a great profile on this kid. He's like 24 from France. He came to New York broke. Then he made a Vine account and just started doing funny stuff on Vine. He's like has like five million followers on Vine, and now he's just totally transitioned to Snapchat. And hmm. is our advertisers paying him to snap? I don't know. But people, a lot of people, like the big Vine stars, I've seen a few of them move over to Snapchat. Why? Dude, ESPN's has a sponsored ad in the middle of it. Like one of their snaps is sponsored yeah. and has an yeah. ad. So uh, the interesting thing about that, it's a 50-50 rev share split uh, between snapchat and like the media companies so like the advertisers will come in and say we'll give you a million dollars for the one day or whatever just making yeah. up that number and then both of them <laughs> get half a million, million dollars for one day of snaps yeah uh i mean this is like i get it like it's cool but like it's like it's like okay for for the 17 year old like high school kid that comes home he can just in you know watch last night's daily show or whatever is on Comedy Central, like on the bus, instead of like waiting to get yeah. home and like finding that video on the computer. I do like so you swipe this way to, yeah. So that's like addition. Okay. And you like go this way to do that. This is live, live. Yeah, discovery. I like how this is. There was a long time when the Vergecast was just turned into online shopping, and I've noticed that now it is like mostly turned into like us watching things. Did you guys and, buy and things snapping. on the podcast? I have bought so many phones and laptops on the show; yeah. it's like uncountable. Whoa! Like, is it like an extra buzz if you buy it on? Like, because yeah. usually like when a phone comes out, I'm like, I don't know, and then I'm like googling on the show, and then like ten well, people tweet okay. at me like, you should buy it. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I should, and then like I buy it, and then like someone tweets it back in. And Becky emails me and she's like, did you buy a phone? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is there any Snapchat performance art? Yeah, but Rondo. I can't show it to you. Rondo has a ridiculous Snapchat. No, I mean, like, like, like contemporary artists, like, oh. like people no, who he, would show, he, like, do performance art in a gallery or something. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would say Rondo does that kind of stuff in a Snapchat feed. He, there was one time it was like probably 500 seconds worth of video of his bird and he was like playing music and it was like a purple light. It was like a whole thing. And yeah. it was like he he created a story without any words. And each snap was a full 10 seconds. And you just sat there holding down each time. And you got this crazy experience that I really can't even explain. You should. So this this is, is, it was, Emily, you should, I mean, the way you should get into Snapchat now. and find and find. But Rondo this is my favorite <laughs> thing about like what you Rondo, were just Rondo. saying about uh, it being like early TV before you could record it. Right. right. Where it's like you have conversations like that. Now, yeah. Right. Where it's like mm -hmm. it used to be if you didn't watch the show, you'd be like, damn yeah. it. I didn't watch yeah, the show. Yeah, and then you'd like, go find it the next time. And all you could do is talk about it. Yeah. And I've had it. I had it happen with Rondo where somebody's like, you didn't see his snaps. And then I went back and like furiously added Rondo. And now I will never, never ever miss it, one of his snaps ever again. Because yeah. like, I don't want to miss it the next time. Yeah. And it's right. like, because of that, like that's half the fun of Snapchat. I think hmm. is people being like, you missed it. Don't miss it again. And then like, you just, you get in on it. That's do why like, that like I'm noticing that you're not wearing your hat. <clears throat> it's so itchy. I am a terrible pirate. I have the telescope, though. You are. That's I think. Cool. I think it's pretty clear that you're a terrible pirate. The thing too. I don't understand is I've gotten a lot of. I think. I think know, that's why gifts? you're going to. Would we call these gifts? I, I haven't know. gotten an eye patch. Like what the hell? 
well, that's like that's pirate interfere with your podcasting one. duties. You need depth. You that's need, a good point. Yeah. No, wait, so I, have, I have one more yeah. question about this. Um, wait, what was it? Okay, do we think because I'm not I'm not up on um on uh, on the philosophy of Snapchat yeah. right now, but mm. do we think that it is like kind of a part of the rental economy in general instead of keeping things and keeping oh, tweets know. and like get having a record of things you own, aka followers or whatever likes. That no, I it think all goes away. You don't need to their, own it. Their origin story, like, is so uh, it's it's a really interesting comparison because Snapchat definitely started as like a frat boy company to like sext. It was right. it was a class like Evan's, project Evan's, for Evan's, Evan and one right. of his friends. I mean, like, he like wanted to show his bro like the girls he was taking home and like yeah. didn't want a record of it on it his called, phone. Right, it was he called like Pick-a-boo. wanted to send. It like, was called Snapchat. It was called what? Pickaboo. That's awful. Was it really? Yeah, yeah everyone it was. should be ashamed. That's super fun. Uh, but no, Evan Spiegel, like you know, like his emails are out in the world of him being like a pretty douchey frat boy. Um, Typical college. And it's, just, weird. it's just funny. Weird, a tech guy. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Uh, but what, but that's funny that you make that connection because I don't see them as being like explicitly part of that rental culture. But it's the corporate culture lines up with Uber so closely. <laughs> Right? Like, it's like, it's right there. Like, that connection is there. Isn't that a strange kind of the thing that that these these, uh, companies that are built on not owning and not, like, not consuming necessarily, obviously spending money, but not hoarding the property? Yeah. uh, Unless they're girls that you're taking home, obviously. (laughs) Um, Women are indeed property. Yes. I think that that much is clear. Yeah. But, but yeah, that it comes out of this, this kind of douchey culture that's, you know, ends up being this sort of non commercial i don't know that's that's interesting i hadn't even thought about that yeah it's it's, i mean it's it's like a fact of and snapchat has dealt with it since the beginning because a like it was started by teens basically um they had these attitude problems i'm sure they've hired now like tons of ex-facebook executives so there's like adult supervision all over the place that company Mm -hmm. that's why they're growing so fast and moving into like real media company stuff so quickly so they are trying to transcend that and it's snapchat so everyone was like oh it's for sex but it's definitely for te- sexting. That's what it's for, right? It's for sex. Like, and that comes up always. Like, I mean, Snapchat and sexting are forever yeah. linked. Yeah. Uh, and it's like you're watching basically the adults in the room try to get far <laughs> away from that. Well, but isn't it? I mean, isn't that sort of the story of every Silicon Valley success story? Like, Facebook started as hot or not. Yeah. It was like all of these, like, the, <laughs> right. the, like, it's this big cultural thing that, like, the people who are making these services and apps, like, not always, but by and large, are like douchey college guys. What about yeah. Airbnb? Like was that real... originally just like crash places for Probably, hookups? Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh man, there's an entire lifestyle you can live here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you don't own anything, but you're an asshole, <laughs> and you get laid constantly, yeah. <laughs> like, just with no trace. <laughs> like you got like a jam bag, <laughs> like a roll. <laughs> Somebody like picks up and drops off your laundry. You've got you're, a lot of good. you've got a lot of statements on your bank account for like uh, brand products. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's some and like I just think uh, it's funny because if you look at I don't know like it as much as we exist in the media bubble, right? Like the media bubble loved Ello, which was like an unsponsored <laughs> Facebook, and it was like we're going to uh, be on Ello. That feels like a million years. It was a million ago. years ago, and it was like it was going to just flame out because it was never going to be big. And the media, I think, is like pretty like. Why Snapchat? Like they, I, I have this conversation a lot, and it's just funny. It's well because that's where the people are going. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like, I am very careful with Facebook. It is just a thing. Like, yeah. I don't know who is going to look yeah. at my shit on Facebook. And at this point, it's like 
I don't like my my parents aren't like thank God. Cross my fingers. My parents are on Facebook. You think that would be weird? But everybody they know is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like I'm like I don't swear on Facebook anymore because someone will tell my mom. And like I'm 34 <laughs> years old. <laughs> no, it's a real thing, <laughs> right? Like it's that's a real like what that makes right. no sense to me. But like that, so that space is just as public as anything else. And it's weird because Twitter for me, like nobody in my family is on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, yeah, perfect segue to move on. Oh, it's- cool. Hype check segue. Uh, I've never written one, but I really want to. Um, oh, okay. Sam. Look, look. Oh, trying to kind of trying to keep this. Are you going to be died, sad when Sam. you when you leave this? Behind? He died. <laughs> he then died. All he right, all died. right, all right. Um, Twitter this week announced, which I still don't have in my app, uh, the ability to post native videos, which is awesome, and to do group DMs. The app update for me, I have group DMs, but I don't have video. God, speaking right. of Wait, video actually, platforms, a, Twitter's native video platform is awful. It's no. hot, like super hot garbage. It's so you can't, no, no, slow. You can't criticize Twitter in front of Sam because he gets all sad and defensive. No, it's... Would what? you say Twitter's your bae? <laughs> Would you say it's on fleek? Right now, my 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 app bay is definitely. No! Oh man, you did this. There's, it's a three way tie between Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. <laughs> why? Why did I go here? All right, let me. Why did this happen? Um, three way. No, tie. actually, I have a question for Emily. Here's the thing. Yes. And uh, no, I do. I'm right. It, it's it's true. It's a real question. It, okay. it is not a subtle Sam troll or Which a violent is. threat against David's life. <laughs> uh, no, so Sam is right. So Twitter announced a video platform. Facebook is like super hot in video platform. We're obviously talking about Snapchat, which is basically a video platform. Do you, do you see anyone not watching YouTube to go to these other places? Because that's the bet everyone's making, right? Is that people will create entertainment on all of these other places and it will just displace text as entertainment and we'll all just watch videos everywhere right. all the time. And like I don't I don't know. Like I'm curious. Like you just came from Sundance where everyone was doing VR all over the place. But I doubt anyone was like, hey, watch our video on Facebook. Um I think I mean, isn't there kind of an issue of of bandwidth for a lot of stuff? Like text is kind of gonna be preferable. I mean, I can load Twitter in so many places where I can't watch a video on YouTube yeah. or watch something on Instagram or whatever. And that it alone makes Twitter a a, a, a platform of choice for me to get information from because it generally i can have 3g service and i'll get you know i'll still be able to read things yeah um stay on the mic, stay near the mic. i am on the mic <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I i you know i don't i'm not one of those people who consumes a lot of entertainment on youtube i guess i mostly go there i guess to look at advertisements for other entertainment yeah like trailers uh <laughs> That's a really roundabout way to refer to a trailer. <laughs> Advertisements for entertainment. You know, Advertisements for entertainment. <laughs> We've been having a lot of philosophical discussions about the trailer recently, so I think that's... Um, but, yeah, no, I... Um, what was the question again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is anybody going to displace YouTube? I mean, that, that's for, kind for of the video? question. It, it's like, we just... we uh, Like, uh, you can look at it pretty linear. Like, first there were movies, and then there was television, and television and movies, like had a relationship for a long time and then there was internet video and then internet video and television movies had a relationship for a long time. And then there was YouTube and Netflix and they like ate television and then television turned into really long movies. Right. And like, that's like a whole little, yeah, that's a story that you can tell. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're saying what people are betting on is that instead of like the next Facebook status updates, they'll have videos. Yeah. Like I think Twitter is betting on that. Like instead of tweet storming, like random VCs are going to like hold it. Like they're going to like selfie storm. You can't, right? you like, can only, the problem with video, selfie storm. 
That's good. I made it up. And Farhad will steal it. I I do see, I I mean, I can totally see that happening. But the problem with video, the problem with anything that exists, that is a a temporal (laughs) way of communicating, I guess, is that you can only do one at a time. You like the amount of information you can intake. This is why I don't watch a lot of videos on the internet because it takes too long. Yeah. I need to read something really fast. I need to skim a whole sheet of stuff. I'm not going to stop and watch a video. Yeah. And so I think that I, I actually think like as we, as that pressure becomes greater, because of course it will, it will always want to be consuming more information in a given amount of seconds that I, I think that will be the limitation of video. Well, it's just crazy because the, the turn in the, I think it's like we haven't figured out how to make money on paper or off of paper. Which is why you're going to a dying print magazine. Um, Racked. Just run towards the money, David. That's going to be great. Racked. Keep going. Uh, no, we haven't. Like, in, there was a time when print magazines like made money, and it was because they put, could put ads on paper next to words on paper. And like that shift is not just like, it hasn't just happened on the internet. Right. It's not that simple. Like, text is not as easily monetized as it was on paper. And so, but everybody knows how to make money against video. Like, everybody, like it's like put ads on it. Like real ads, like good ones, and then make them last 30 seconds and then make people watch them by putting it in front of the video. I think you can make money off a of video, but I think like you can't dispense, dispense with information as easily with video. No, that's true. Like yeah. it's because it's real time. Mm-hmm. Like you, it takes five minutes. Right. And like that's why podcasts at like 1.5 speed are a thing. Yeah. Well, but I which, the, which our which, producer hates with a passion. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me say one thing. Oh, good. Yeah. It's your last day. Now you're just going to do whatever you want. Basically. Jerk. Uh, so I think the thing, the, the bet that Facebook and Twitter and everybody is making is that you're already there and they can make more money off of you on video. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't think Facebook is trying to kill YouTube. I think they'd like to kill YouTube. But I think, I think what, YouTube is terrified of Facebook. I think so, too. But I, I think... Facebook is less concerned with YouTube than YouTube is with Facebook. Yeah. Uh, because fa- what Facebook is saying is essentially like, hey, you're already on our page. You'll probably watch a video if you're already here and it already starts playing. Like, that's why this stuff auto plays. Yeah. Right. And like, if for like Instagram, for whatever reason, it never really has worked that mm-hmm. I can tell. But what Facebook is saying is like, oh, if you scroll over this thing, like, we already have so much of your attention. If we can get 30% more and then put a big ass ad in front of it that's a ton of money and like that's going to work. Yeah. Like I don't see how that doesn't work for Facebook. What they have to figure out has is how to make them and the people who make the videos for them money. Well, they have the biggest the, their biggest problem is Facebook video. I mean, we put videos on Facebook. We have all the stats. Yeah. Like, it's funny. They do huge It's, huge it's funny numbers. when we talk about this stuff because there's like a line that I shall not cross, <laughs> which is like I know a lot of this information. Um but like, I mean, I don't think it's revealing too much to say a lot of people watch videos on Facebook. No, a lot of people watch videos, didn't they, but we watch our videos. But like, they, here's they the thing. released a number. It was like a billion views. A m- yeah, it's crazy. A but like, but that the key to Facebook is they silently play. Right, right. But like, if they change it, so like, we're like, oh, I'd like to watch that, and you hit the button, and then like an ad plays for thirty seconds. Like, they will wreck that conversion rate. Sure. Like, I will just scroll. Like, screw you, I'm done. Um, okay, I'm gonna hard transition Do because it. there's a re- there's a real reason I'm lazy here, <laughs> which is to tell us stories of adventure from Park City, Utah. Oh my gosh. Which yeah. is, you were just which at Sundance. I was. And Sundance sounds like it was actually pretty crazy. Yeah, it was my first time there. I went with uh, Brian Bishop and, and Casey Newton. If you want the full Sundance report, there is a separate podcast. So you oh, know. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Everyone should listen to it. We <laughs> pushed should, it, we pushed it to it. you like Bono. Yeah, you can, you <laughs> yeah. can wow. actually... Um, it's yeah. in your iTunes. You, <laughs> can, you can play it while you're over this. You can layer them, and there's a secret message. All at 1.5 yeah. um, speed. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's uh, Sam just <laughs> begging for a retweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your retweet. Thank you very much. You see my faith count lately? Thank you very much. Um, uh, oh, my God, Sam. I just, like, I just wanted to crawl out of my skin for a second. Okay, first of all, yeah. what was your face? And what was that, like, non-humble brag? 
You're, right. you're throwing shade. I throw shade well, right back. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> Emily, please, please save us. What was the like? <laughs> so you ask me questions. What ask was me the questions. weirdest, yeah. like the single strangest encounter you had with a human being at Sundance? The single strangest encounter with a human. I feel like there are a being... lot of weird people at Sundance. No, there's not really weird people. I mean, if you've lived in New York City or LA for any amount of time, all of these people will be completely familiar to you. You'll just They're they'll just, just like... be wearing Sorrel boots. Like <laughs> that's it. Uh, it's uh, it was really interesting though. I mean, because I. You know, I was coming at it, like, from the point of view, obviously, of wanting to watch a lot of movies, and it was going to be a big, like, thing for film lovers to go binge five movies on a day. The thing I ended up thinking about way more, which is obviously what I ended up writing about more in my um, my diary entries from it, or journal entries. I was saying, trying to say journal, because I every, but everybody says that they're doing a Sundance diary. I wanted a journal. Oh, nice. And I wanted it pronounced gurnal. Um, <laughs> Your gurnal. My gurnal. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but but I, I a lot of what I ended up thinking of was actually actually hype hype is like the biggest was the thing that i found myself walking around thinking about more than any one movie or anything like that um because it's such a strange small concentrated ecosphere where everybody goes in knowing nothing and hits the ground and immediately wants to have that that one line review or report from a movie they saw that they can tell somebody else and 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 feel in the know about um and i think what in one one post where i was talking about that one of the readers was like oh that sounds like ces yeah <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> uh, so is it like currency if you're walking around like you saw the movie that only like a few people have seen i think it just you know a lot of times it's not even currency it's just like you're on a on a shuttle with a stranger and you need something to talk about Fair. there's that um but yeah i mean but yeah if you're pressed definitely it's currency i mean you know you want to be able to have you know, I, I, the the speed at which some people would go watch a movie you'd see like you would be able to tell a journalist because they would they would be out like before the credits were even over like with their laptops already open like and going off to some corner to write which just i mean we didn't really approach it from that way there but yeah. um but it's that that is uh that is a big rush and it's funny because a lot of these people a lot of people won't even see these movies you know i mean there are exceptions there were a few really big deals there but um, and I guess a bigger there, there was a bigger market there than it's been in years past. Like more stuff was bought, but yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, I thought a lot about you know how a movie can go from being something nobody has even seen a trailer for, mm-hmm. and then four hours later after it screams, everybody is rushing to the next screening of it because they heard that everybody cried during it. Is like, that a, like a unique like social media enabled thing, or is yeah, that like a- I would be really interested to see what it was like there before that, or how word would travel like that, like. Would it take till the next day till everybody had like gone back to the bars and socialized and, you know, actually real time shared yeah. the, their their buzz about movies? Um, but now it's just, you know, you know, like, oh, this movie's getting out now. I'll check my feed and see what people are tweeting out of it. And then you was have- the opposite true too? like, did you watch movies die in real time? Like people would come out and be like, this movie's garbage. And then you just like never heard about it again. Well, that's sort of how I felt when I watched uh, when I watched Advantageous, one of my favorite movies uh, yeah. that I saw there. Um which is also one of the few real sci-fi movies there. And that you can just feel an energy in the room where you're like, yeah. And then, and then immediately afterwards I was, I was, I was checking Twitter and I was seeing, you know, what, what are people saying out of it? And there was, you know, noticeable silence compared to other stuff and other stuff that had had, you know, bigger stars in it and, or that wasn't genre. I mean, and that's the thing. I think that it was a little bit discouraging to me about it is that there is definitely a Sundance film. 
And that is something that I was kind of joking about ahead of time, but actually being there and seeing the stuff that gets prioritized again and again and again, which is mostly coming-of-age stories about yeah. white kids. Um, there's some exceptions. There's tons of exceptions. But that's like the, one of the biggest deals was this film called Mural and the Dying Girl, which is based on a book, and it was one of my least favorite films that I saw. But it was, And everybody else liked it, right? Everybody, you yeah. were like the crazy one. I felt like the crazy one. I think, and this is what friends of mine who've been before tell me, is that like eight months from now when these movies come out, everybody will kind of like not be able to remember why they were freaking out so much about this. I don't <laughs> They're know. like anything. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that true every year at Sundance? Like there's always like the three movies that everybody's like, oh my God, they're going to yeah. change the world. And then yeah. they come out and people are like, oh, those came out? Yeah. Well, well, the exception, I mean like like last year, the big thing there was Boyhood. And that's an example of something that fair. actually did end that up worked. like, yeah, that, that worked out for them. It did. <laughs> um, it also happened to have, you know, two named talent stars and a also, beloved director. <coughs> coming of age tale. Yeah. Coming of, the, 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 the coming of age tale <laughs> to end all coming of age tales. So, I mean, it had a lot going for it in that department. But um, yeah, there's other stuff. I'm Whiplash was also last year too that was a big one out of last year so you know all these another kind of coming of age tale yeah. um so you know can i can i just say that i really dislike coming of age tales like, <laughs> I, I don't like them like i i don't know every time i it's a it, broad statement i just don't i don't know like, isn't like like anna green know. gables <laughs> you don't fuck with anna green gables no, okay fine <laughs> Yeah, screw you, Anne. Get back to your gable. That's wow. awful. That's the worst. I don't like. I should be fired for that joke. I should yeah. have to go work at Wired. That should be my punishment. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry. No. It's got you. Sorry. It's just sitting there. I got. I got this much more time. Uh, no. I, like I. You know. It's like the. It's like the iTunes thing. Yeah. Like iTunes. Like loves Sundance movies. Like it. It's like comic books. Or a delightful coming of age tale. Yeah. Well, aren't these right? are the and movies like, that like, and they're always in front of me, and yeah. I always watch the trailers, and I'm always like, I bet that's heartwarming and super annoying. Yeah. Right. It's the thing, and, that, and that's the thing. That, this is the kind of thing that reassure, like, because sometimes you're obviously forced to see a lot of things you probably wouldn't normally see just because they're there, and you know you should see them because you were at Sundance and they are a Sundance film. Um, so I saw a lot. A lot of those movies are not things that I would normally seek out in a theater, but I'm seeing them there, and then it's like I have my pre- preconceived notions. Oh yeah, I don't like care about you know a, a Brooklyn a Brooklyn family drama or something like that, and uh, and then I see one and I'm like, yeah, I, I still don't. Is it weird <laughs> just watching a movie at Sundance it's a very particular crowd of people to go see a movie with yeah it's weird it, it it's uh I mean there's a lot of um actually the biggest population of moviegoer there that I was most aware of was the Park City mom uh, <laughs> yes, uh, or like local, so it's just like townies in fur parkas, just yeah. Well, up they're like, rich some... is a well, thing. Sure, they're they're like City. yeah, they're they're like resort. Maybe they don't even live there. They live there for the winter. They're there to ski or something. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll also catch the movies and we'll see if we can like they just leave the meet Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. yeah, and they they love yeah they love that stuff. They Jason Schwartzman, by the way, like is Sundance. Like if you were to personify uh, yeah. Sundance, I feel like it's Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> like, there's like a, well, yeah. Kristen Wiig was was uh, equally. I think the most prominent people this year there, just in terms of like being at stuff and being in films also, is Kristen Wiig, James Franco, and I feel like there's a third person who was in several things. I, I feel like um, I was listening to the Vergecast special edition, and I like it was like on the background, but like I definitely like my ears perked up when I heard Brian be like, I just can't take James Franco seriously ever. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, it's weird because the last thing I saw James Franco in was, like, on Broadway in Of Mice and Men. But I had that feeling of being, like, this is really serious and, like, quite sad. 
You're you're just <laughs> joshing. Yeah, you're just you're gonna do something funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like he did nothing funny. Well, happened. you know what's weird is I feel like it was of all the things he's done. Was it the Oscars that he hosted mm-hmm. where he was like clearly high and mm-hmm. be, that was what ruined James Franco for me. Yeah, well, that's when it became less. Like Pineapple like, Express. I'm like, it's good. You can still be a serious actor. But then he does that with Anne Hathaway, and I'm like, you're done. It's I, I think. It's, oh, I see. You got Hathaway love. I got, I got Mad Hathaway love. Well, yeah, and it's it's just sort of like at a certain point you can be kind of the goofball <clears throat> in the room or always like always be super stoned or always say something weird but at the like that just kind of i think crossed the line for a lot of people who are just like just do your job a little bit though <laughs> like you can do a, like a, a a goofball stoner version of your job and that's fine but like he was so checked out yeah. and and i i mean i I don't want to be like, oh, respect the Oscars. They're a storied institution. You need to, you know, show some respect, kid. But, like, he's getting paid a lot of money for that. Yeah, like, show and that's, up. Yeah, and it's it's just sort of, it's sort of gross. Like, if I, Seth Rogen had done it and, like, done Seth Rogen things, it's fine. Nah, but James Franco, like, he wasn't even there. I just, no. I hate it. I hate James Franco. You're so mad. He's so talented. Is he? I, I mean, yeah, he is pretty good. No, but, like, not. I hate uh, that guy. Well, I mean, he has many, t- he chooses to use them poorly. Right. Hype check James Franco. I did that already. When? I vividly remember doing it, and I was it, like, in this hype room? changes. Yeah. Hype changes. No, he's great. I rewatched. I watched the interview. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and still I watched, you would. You would. I bought the you interview. watched oh the interview it's twice. It's on Netflix. I watched it once. Why would you buy that? I only watched it once. Yeah, I bought, I, I bought it because you had to that day. Yeah, uh, I bought yeah. it that day, and I watched it like, like a week think ago. Think about the did. number of like curious Americans whose curiosity was rewarded by owning the interview. It felt good. Like that happened to all of us. That's like a moment that we all. I, I don't own it. I rented it. Could you rent it that day? Yeah. Yeah, it was six bucks and, and then fifteen to buy. <laughs> Why on oh, earth would you buy it? What did I do? You're God. the problem. Right? We're all in a club together, and that is a club of desperate people buying stupid movies. <laughs> um, wait. So the other thing we need to talk about is, but you didn't hype check Franco. You can't just say I no, did. No, he it loves him. He loves oh, yeah. him so no, I, much. It, the love is back. Oh, jeez. All right, Emily, so the other thing we got to talk about something, which is, like, I think, a big story all around, was how much VR was there. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not the person to talk to about that because really? I didn't get to see any of it. Why um, not? Because they only did the uh, Lost one day, but, I mean, I was, and I really wanted to see it because uh, Brian Bishop went, and you can read his report on it, and it sounds amazing. Um, basically, Oculus is uh, rolling out kind of their first i think they're getting different filmmakers um this person i think did some shorts for pixar before this director um and uh and so this film the first film is called lost and it's just it sounds like a really simple short it's sort of about this big giant but you are you are in a film you're in it's a computer generated thing so they don't have to worry so much about the you know the, the resolution of the of the screen and everything it's sort of it's an animated film but um but, you know, there's, like, credits that roll in it while you're in this huh. three-dimensional space in Oculus. Yeah. And that sounds – and then, you know, you're actually a part of the story. It, it seems like there's very small interactive portions of it, but um, but it still feels like you're watching a movie. And that's super exciting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, that that's actually – because I've seen one thing on Oculus that's, like, a narrative thing, and that was the, the – um, the uh, wild thing that, yeah. that Fox did. Um, and – that has a fox in it, um, and the fox is, is and the fox is like one of these sort of semi-interactive parts of it. And I'm kind of wondering if we are going to discard with that part that we feel like we need in in Oculus as far as like a narrative format, because it's like I, I I don't I don't know why we feel like we have to have something that like is triggered by you looking at I, or I don't know I I don't know I because I I missed that part when I did the the wild thing like I didn't yeah. see it and it still kind of played out for me so. 
don't well, it's kind of like you're on rails, right? Like things are going to happen and it's going to move for you because yeah. you can't move in an Oculus. Yeah. And you can just like look around really hard. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's kind of, I mean, I think but that's, that's fascinating. And yeah. like, and then the interactive stuff, like I saw a picture of, I think it was Casey, like horizontally suspended. Oh, right. In from Birdly. Birdly yeah. And, like flapping what? his wings. I missed that. Oh, yeah. it was ridiculous. <clears throat> wow. Uh, and like, I think they thought that was like Brian and Casey from like, I thought that was like the most amazing. Yeah. No, that sounds really, I, I do wonder about like scaling some of that stuff because Birdly feels like it sounds amazing to me. And I haven't, again, I haven't done this stuff, but it feels more like a ride. Yeah. Whereas the Oculus thing in Lost, that's really more of a film. Like you can call that a film. When I was asking Brian, like what was, what were your favorite movies here? Like he said, Lost, Lost was his favorite movie there. Um, so it's really interesting that, you know, we think about some experiences some way and, and others as like a story that's being told to us. I think, yeah, I, I would, I would be a little bit nervous about a potential future where we feel like all these films have to be interactive on in some way, because mm -hmm. I think that the beauty of film is that you lay back and like lay back or sit back. Well, either one. <laughs> uh, you fall and, to the ground in rapture. <laughs> uh, but, but you let somebody else's vision be, you know, your complete field of vision and reality for two hours or whatever. And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of passive and there's something nice about that. Um, and I would be, you know, I would be a little bit disappointed if, if it felt like everything had to be like, oh, you're in control of the story. Because I don't think that that's the most interesting thing about it. So does that porn. go away even when all you can do is, like, look around? I wonder. Because, like, there is something to the idea that you just sit on your couch and, like, look straight ahead and watch a thing in front of you. Yeah. And, like, I wonder if that still persists even if there's something going on, like, next to you and behind yeah. you. And you don't change it, but you can see it differently. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, that's the part that... That's well, why I think, I'm curious. I it's think like, the thing are you going to be tired at the end of one of these? Right, right. Yeah. It's like, you're, it's not going to be relaxing or right. something. I mean, I think, uh, like, I mean, I understand that like, you know, you can have a character who's like, look over there. And then you look the way they're pointing and then you see the thing that you're supposed to see. Uh, but you know, I would, I, I would still feel like I was controlling it in some way, even though it's like supposed to feel natural and fluid. Like you look over there and you see the thing. But I would, I would still be conscious of like, oh, I, I looked that way, so the sensors in my helmet are triggering an event over there, and that doesn't feel, I don't know, that 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 still feels a little bit, uh, I don't know, hackneyed or something. Well, right video now. gaming. I mean, like that's yeah. that's I think. Yeah, and they're two different things. When I talk to the people who work at Polygon, right, they're they always like a thing about Polygon, which I think is really interesting. Is that like, I think it's really natural to think of Polygon as being like an extension of tech stuff. Because sure. it's video games. Mm -hmm. But, like, most of their writers have, like, drama degrees mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or, like, screenwriting degrees or, like, film degrees, right? Like, um, because it's – that what they're doing is evaluating performances of various kinds and, like, stories and art forms. Uh, and it's, like, really funny because, I, I, A, I don't think that's really obvious to people. And, B, it leads to, like, a lot of, like, talking right over the top of each other because I'm like, oh, you're, you must be a nerd. That's right? so funny. Like, See, I would totally have assumed that because I mean, the people who went into gaming studies and stuff that when I when I was in school, they were all in our department in the film department. So yeah. like, yeah, that's funny. That reminded me of another conversation we had well, during Sundays where people oh we were talking about South by, which is the next big thing that's coming yeah, up yeah. that everybody has to go to. But they're like, it's yeah, they're like, oh yeah, it's it's going to be interesting for our readers to like kind of realize that hey, there's some art and some music at South by too. And huh. I was like. <laughs> 
<laughs> to me, that's all South by is like I, I, the interactive part is like a like a footnote for me. So yeah. right. well, for yeah. the record, that's how everyone feels about South. Yeah, by. yeah, yeah. I, I truly hate South by South. <laughs> I, it, but Yay. it's because I never get to go to the music part. I never get to go to the film part or the art part. I always go to interactive, which is like a hundred startup bros being like we started out the company as douchebags but now we think we have pot-. and it's like i don't want to talk to you like <laughs> no they didn't even say that they're like come to our party yeah and then you leave and then and then it's always the national party and it's always awful <laughs> it's, it's just like shots fired it's true. <laughs> it really like the thing i want to know is like were people at sundance who don't care about this stuff the way that like the verge as a publication does like was everybody talking about VR? Like, were the Park City moms talking about VR? No, no. no? So it's not it's not there yet. It's not like what peop- what the average conversation that you're going to overhear okay. or that you're going to start talking about with somebody within a bar is. So it wasn't the hype. You weren't like riding shuttles, being like, "How about that no, gear VR?" I think, and then, like, I think that I think that on the internet, people can get more excited about VR because right now it's more of a concept and an exciting thing that people want to learn about and see how it's going to be integrated in their lives. And you can, you can get a sense of that from reading somebody's report on it or, you know, seeing some photos or seeing some video or something. And it's, it's a little harder, I think, you know, when you're not at Sundance to understand what's special about the overnight, like this movie with Jason Schwartzman in it, for example, (coughs) like you, you know, that's, that those are like subtle or little differences between different versions of the same form. Uh, And so I think, I think that people outside of Park City are probably more curious about that than the people in Park City who are still kind of into seeing what the what this so and so famous actress. I feel is like doing. you keep bringing up Jason Schwartzman. Oh yeah, That's, I'm fixated. Tell, tell me, are you? He's no. the Alpha and Omega, <laughs> the Alpha and Omega of, of Sundance. He's <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. Everywhere uh, you look, he's no, there. Uh, well, because there's also like Sundance is like where business happens. Yeah. Right. People like a lot of people come to Sundance to like buy movies and like figure out distribution deals. And like there's Russian oligarchs there being like, I own. I mean, that's ostensibly the purpose, right? Like that's that's theoretically why Sundance exists. It's a a market. It's not like the biggest market. I mean, Cannes is more of the market like over the whole year Um, and and Toronto to an extent, too. But yeah. uh, But I mean, for for that indie level of movie, I mean, like the deals that are being made there, it's like I think. Mural and the Dying Girl was the one of the biggest ones, and it was, um, or it set a record actually, I think, for Sundance for twelve million. So that's the kind of money you're talking about there. Yeah. And then Dope, I think, was sold for seven million. Um, uh, so you know, it's still it's 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 not like these huge make. It's not the biggest deal that so, such and such a studio is going to do. And it's still all their indie divisions, like it's like uh, Searchlight and right. Sony Picture Classics and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I still I still think for a certain yeah, it is a small world, I guess is what I'm saying. It feels like a small world there. It's a small world of people that care about this stuff right now on the internet. They For the films that break out and people care about more, that's the rewarding thing because you see them right now in their infancy when people start start talking about them. And then, you know, we'll find out half a year from now which of those end up being an actual thing. And, right. Yeah. You know, it's funny because the, the news that came out of Sundance concurrently about VR was that, like, airlines are, like, looking into VR headset. Is like in flight entertainment, and that shit is dystopic. Wow! Like, can you like just it's like a thin metal tube hurtling through the air at like seven hundred miles an hour, thirty five thousand feet, and everyone is just wearing a headset, and they're just in another world. You know what sounds amazing? That I I, I, I do not know about that. Like, what, what's no. the motion sickness factor yeah, like, there? I just, that shit sounds crazy. <laughs> no, it's, it, that sounds amazing. Like, what that if, sounds like a really good use of VR. Though. No, it, does, I, it makes sense. It makes like, perfect on your, sense on your six-hour flight. What if it wasn't a screen this big? Yeah. that is like four hundred pixels wide that looks like garbage. What if you could forget that you were on a plane? Yeah. 
and like, just like lie I'm there saying for six this makes like, that sense. Like, awesome. This is the this is the slippery slope. It's if you like, say Wally, I'm gonna punch you in no, the no, face. No, no. Well, 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 there's I know what that, you're talking about though. But it's like at the individual level, like that sounds great. But it's like the eye walking onto a plane, and well, all, right, all of these people are like <laughs> they check. They're out. like out of end out and just like zone. You imagine like a flight attendant. You're like, would you like some water? And well, yeah, because it's like it's like dealing with an unpleasant situation by removing yourself from it through artificial means. Yeah, and the more we do that the more we're all going to be blocked. Like, it's, like, it's like you one step away from just like the, the stewardess is just like handing out the Vicodin like in flight. You know? Also something I'd be psyched about. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying at the individual level, this is like, sure. Yes. Yeah. No, I, that's yeah. what I want. But like, it's it, really the, I mean, that's the problem with VR in general to me. Excuse that me. ends, excuse that, my that ends with like the billion, that ends with like Zuckerberg going crazy and like only living on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> and just like existing in a world below through his VR headset. Yeah. Oh man, that's the final form. That's why he bought Oculus. What if? What if? That's, that's his all final to live on a plane. To he's like, he's gonna jet. buy what was the airline? Was it like Qantas? The Zucker Jet. He's gonna buy Qantas Airlines next. And yeah, be like it's and, over. And, and you know athlete. what it ends up being is people space travel when you have to have a really really long space flight. That's what yeah. you use it on. And then you're in Oculus, but you're in space. And you're in space, <laughs> but you're not even there. You're in the coolest place in the world, right. but, but then, you don't even want to be but there. Then you go on space flight in the Oculus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you just keep repeating. It's like it's like it's like how was the trip? Oh man, the Oculus of it was awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, like they're gonna keep moving the seats closer and closer together. Oh god, and they're just gonna start Everybody. providing more and more drugs, and then they're like, check it out. Here's Gear VR. Everybody's in like a little chicken coop with their heads. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like feeding us their tubes. <laughs> like it's coming. It's yeah. super crazy. So VR, it's it's, it's that's it. It's over now. We're I done. Mean, can't you just see like United Airlines being like, yep. Samsung, we we figured it out. We know what it's good for. I will say though, I am psyched about the first time I get on a plane and like walk past the first class people who I just like reflexively hate, and they're all wearing VR glasses, and I get to just like stop and just take a picture of each one of them as I walk. Okay, by. that's this what is, I want. No, this actually is something I've been thinking about a lot with VR. Is that you are completely distracted while yep. you're on VR. You're going to get so much shit stolen from you while you're yeah. doing virtual reality, and you or look like get a crazy killed. Person. You could get murdered yep. while you're doing VR and like the subway station or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be really dumb. It's like all of the stories about like when the iPod came out it's like these white headphones are gonna get you jacked yeah it's gonna be all, like copy and paste but like wearing oculus at night <laughs> alone on the street is dangerous I just like, the idea of, like people standing on subway platforms like tied to the beams <laughs> so that like, nobody can push like, them bun- onto the like subway. bungee cording yeah, exactly. like they get all the way to the edge of the platform like, <laughs> just right back. <laughs> they're like no i'm good guys <laughs> back well, in the game well, i'm sorry oh, no, it's great. VR is totally not going to curate Wally. Well, do you think that it looks weird enough to wear it right now that there will be that barrier that you can only do it in the privacy of your own home? Yeah, so I think so. you're not a glass I think hole. planes will work. I don't I think, think people are going to stand on the subway platform and do it, but I think people will sit on a plane and do I, anything. Oh, you ever yeah. have that moment where like something really crazy happened to you earlier in the day and then like you had a really weird conversation and like that is totally contextualized mm-hmm. now? Because here's what happened earlier to me today. I was sitting in my chair upstairs, totally normal, pretty quiet. The verge, like the story meeting was happening. So most of the people were not in the, the main floor of the office. They're having the meeting. And Addie was behind me. And I didn't realize she was on the phone. She was just listening. And I just heard her like yell, Wally. What about Wally? <laughs> 
I get it. She was talking. She was talking about VR. <laughs> like, if, like I've been wondering about that all day. No, I no, no. Ask her. I, that's not what she was talking that's about. Not what she was talking no, about. she was on the call with us. Oh really? Okay. This is and this is important. This is a really good segue. All day, like I feel like why did she just start yelling Wally? But she was on the phone, so I felt bad. <laughs> no, this is this is this is this is a really good segue for a discussion that we right. should have. Okay, so we were talking about Chappie. Okay. And we were talking about Mordecai. And we were talking about movies that are terrible and flop sure. because they are named after a thing that nobody knows what that person <laughs> ah. is. <laughs> oh, that's so that's what that's she was, what yelling, she was yelling about. Oh, uh, that's, that's totally I thought I had it. <laughs> but then but then TC was trying to prove us all wrong by saying, like, what about Harry Potter? And it's like, that's not the name of the movie. It's Harry Potter and True. the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Then that's more there's more explanation there. So you don't know who Harry Potter is necessarily, but like, oh that Sorcerer's Stone sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna check it out. Okay. Well, <laughs> what I don't I don't know what if is that this? Ben. <laughs> that was what got me. I disagree with you. Like, so, like, stones? Like, Harry Potter. I love stones. Harry Potter that is movie. a bad example. <laughs> I love goblets of fire. Damn. I love son. goblets. I love fire. Who knows? How bad could this be? I do. I drink out of a goblet every night. Put some fire in that shit. A chamber of secrets. <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> what is this? An I'm instructional familiar. video? I'll pay for that. 1350. Done. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's anyway, perfect. this is this is our theory. I'm going to do a big list of movies that uh, that uh, failed because they were named after a person, and um, Annie Hall does not count. What um, about Medea? Harry. <laughs> was that the whole name of the movie? Oh crap! I don't know. No. I bet it wasn't. No, that's the uh, the uh, the Greek the Greek tragedy is Medea. <laughs> that is yeah. the single name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about Anne of Green Gables? Huh? Bringing it back? No, she lives. That that says where she lives. There's more information <laughs> There's there. More it's not just. There's, there's a location. Also, that's two not people. like the old school last name where you it used to be what you did. It was like Smith if you were a blacksmith. Like her no. last name is just of Green Gables. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that Emily's name is down John to, Green Gables. To, to guy in a thing is a winning formula, but just guy is definitely doomed. By the way, Chappie is super doomed. Yeah. I like, know. That's what we're talking like, about. There's, like, uh, you can argue like the, the, the fringes of this, but like right in the middle of it is Chappie. And it's like, yeah, yep. no one knows that's a story about like a lovable robot who has to fight. <laughs> Like, I didn't even like. I wasn't even aware of that. I have to say, like, hype check, Chappie. There's you no hype. Know. There's you no hype. No clue. I saw a trailer. It looks pretty cute. Get, uh, yeah, until he has to like fight for his life. So what the most important until thing, it like goes totally District Nine. What are you? Sorry, Emily. The most important thing about this movie that is like buried and I totally forgotten about until I was looking at a press release again for it today is that Ninja and Yolandi Visser are in it. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's like crazy, and that's enough to make me want to go see it. And like Russell Crowe has like basically like they gave him a haircut. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were, do you not have you not seen the trailer? No, I don't think so. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to watch the show. Let's watch the Everybody be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, don't worry, I'm going to buy a phone. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> and Emily's going to watch Snapchat. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is going to get real weird. Uh, no, this trailer's crazy. Uh, uh, oh, I just blanked. What's the, the band? What's the band? Oh, uh, The Outward. The Outward, right? So they're in it as like real characters. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact. Uh, mm-hmm. So, But they're in it like for real and they look like themselves. Like they didn't do any like additional casting. They're like, we're building a fucked up version of the future. 
You should just be in it as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, the great thing about that we were talking about is that I remember when they first came out and there was like one video of them and they were just like in their backyard and they're like, you know, shady little neighborhood. And they were talking about how much they love Neil Blomkamp and how yeah. they had a script that they wanted him to make. And like they were like obsessed with District 9. Yeah. And now it's like four years later and the dream came true. So the dream came true for somebody. I feel like that's for Neil Blomkamp's perpetual problem everybody's like what if you just made district nine ten more times yeah because that movie is awesome and then he's like what if i made a different movie and everybody's like i hate you check out elysium guys oh my god elysium i was so excited <laughs> for know, that movie what if all the I rich people lived in space i was really excited for that movie i was too and I it should have been great it was like such a good idea yeah no everything movie. everything about it if you explain it to somebody it right. still sounds great right it's yeah. just, except it the just movie wasn't it, uh, yeah <laughs> the entire third act of that movie is like oh the oh he oh he's back, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> oh there he is oh. again hey matt david <laughs> yeah cool no, <laughs> your super cool health machine works again <laughs> good now this is i got it you're back um what was i gonna say oh somebody is tweeting me michael clayton the, oh. Here's what here's what you've done to me. People are just going to tweet names at me. Well, this is like, what was happening just movie. during our meeting. <laughs> was that people were tweeting at, from the meeting different? Well, just TC actually. But, uh, <laughs> that sounds right. Professional troll TC uh, yeah. Sonic was tweeting from the meeting. Um, oh, me tweets. I don't know. It's going to start real douchey, but then we're going to have a real business plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just going to be pictures of girls in meetings. Nice. That's, the, that's the first wave of adoption. <laughs> and then eventually you'll be like a go-to-meeting competitor. Yeah, exactly. We build a real conference business. that involve girls in meetings. Yeah, but I the backstory. Right. Is, it's like, it, yeah, it's girls like, in meetings sounds like a really, really boring sequel to my old <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's also needs. definitely like a rich Shutterstock category. <laughs> Did you see uh, Racked wrote a story today called We Need to Talk About Your Laptop? No. Uh, it's basically a response to, uh, you know, Lockhart Steel, our editorial director, gave an amazing, like, quote to the New York Times. Like, the New York Times wrote, like, a bad style trend story about how, like, the new media elite don't go out to power lunches anymore. Right. And Locke was like, just going to Le Pen Quotidien is a massive move. Which is like crazy because of all of the people who go to lunch, like Locke is like the, yep. pow- the powerest power luncher of all time. <laughs> so Racked wrote a story today called We Need to Talk About Your Laptop, which is just a list of shit, like crumbs, like types of crumbs. That can be young. <laughs> but the, this is awful for the people on the audio, but the stock photo is just amazing. Like, it is the best. Wait. Like, it's just a woman, like, at a laptop, like, holding, like, an enormous coffee cup and, like, giving the, like, the, like, the thumbs finger up finger. Guns. Like, finger gun. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, man. Uh, this is also, I believe, a wired memo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. By keeping your place fastidiously clean. God, so it's going to be good for me. It's great. Wait, so are you so excited to live on the West keyboard. Coast? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I'm we just moved Emily. I feel like you guys yeah, have we're like doing an cross exchange. country. Yeah. I mean, it it missed you is really what it is. It was like, what we need is one more. Souls. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Soul>. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, well, I mean, you're, you're going to San Francisco, which is different than LA. It's actually not even comparable. I can't tell you the number of people who I have told that I'm moving to San Francisco, and they immediately are just like, that's the worst thing you could possibly do with your um, life. Yeah. I, like Chris Grant, editor-in-chief of Polygon, uh, met him outside. He's just like standing outside talking to somebody. 
uh, we were talking. He's like, so you're here to move to San Francisco? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, let me tell you why San Francisco is bullshit. And like, I thought he was kidding. I thought he was going to like, you know, give me a hug and then I go inside. But he, I was, I stood outside in the freezing cold with that man for like 15 minutes while he explained to me all the reasons that San Francisco is bullshit. Um, so, and he made a very compelling case was the problem. Yeah. No, he probably made a compelling case because it's true. No. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, but San Francisco but on, is terrible. Uh, burritos though. There's burritos so many places. There are better burritos in San Diego. No, and San Diego one. is even more bullshit than San, San Francisco. Diego is amazing. <laughs> if I could move to San Francisco, if I could move to San Diego, I would do it right now. Uh, I would move to San Diego. San Diego is San Diego the city that I like, go wait, to. Wait, wait, why do you think San Diego is bullshit? Because here's my, I've only been there once. Here is my conception of San Diego. It is full of somewhat annoying but extraordinarily beautiful people who are all just chilled the fuck. Yep. Oh, yeah, they're very chill. Yeah. They're more chill than San Francisco people. San Diego's like ASU built a climate-controlled dome for its students to move to. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just 77 and they're beachy like, just take day. your Jeep Wranglers yeah. and drive directly to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is my entire yeah. conception of San Diego. Yeah. No, the first time I went... <laughs> yeah. The first time I went, I was, like, I was visiting a friend out there, and it was like... One o'clock on a Tuesday, and he just left work to hang. And I was like, "Don't you have work?" And he was like, "Nah, pretty much everybody's gone." I was like, "It's," <laughs> but I was like, "Whatever, that's cool." Yeah, that's so the West the, Coast. Yeah, so we go out yeah. on the beach, and we're sitting there on the beach because that's what you do. At, you know, one forty-five on a Tuesday, and uh, I was like, "So what's the difference?" He had moved from New York, so I was like, "What's the biggest difference between New York and San Diego?" And he's like, "You know how like everybody checks the weather obsessively in New York." And uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, nobody does that here because it's just like this all the time. And yeah. he just like grandly pointed around <laughs> and was like, this is my. And I was like, I hate you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm then gonna, I almost didn't leave. I'm so, gonna interrupt and say we need to talk about the FCC because humongous why? changes happened today. I don't know. Yes, don't know. yes. I spent it's the early part of my week like at a telecom conference. I, you, then talk about it. It's super important. Here. <laughs> Just mention it. Two All minutes. Right. Two minutes. All right. Here's why, what, why does he get to tell you what to do? Because, yeah, because Eli doesn't got. know how to stay on topic. <laughs> we were on topic. The topic we're was about David being the topic was, the topic to was his blood do we really and want, family. Yeah. Do we really want his last podcast Wait, also, to be about Sam, Real talk. How many times has the Vergecast ever been on topic? We're 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 gonna get better around here, David. All right. Now that Can you're we leaving, have, we're oh, gonna get better God. around here. Can we have a quick Twitter uh, 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 survey of who wants who you. wants us to talk about the I'm FCC just playing right now? The Sarah McLaughlin song <laughs> and having the remaining emotions that yeah. I will have. Do you know how much these rights cost? <laughs> now look, here's what I know, David, and I want I want to experience this moment with you where oh this song. I think signifies what you might perceive as love, but I'm telling I mean, you, this is the song you're going to play when I'm dead. Dead animals. Yeah, the, dead animals. This is, this is how you die. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a soundtrack to, to, to your, your demise. It's sorry. It's really loud. I'm going to turn it off. Um, here. Okay. David, say something cool about the verge before you uh, are a traitor. And I believe Jordan has a surprise for you. Jordan. Oh no. Oh God. I'm so sorry, everyone. Oh, God. Uh, I, so today is my last day. This you're is like jerk. the last thing I'm doing here. No one uh, likes you. I mean, there's one more thing you're doing here, but it's, well, it's, it's going to be it's, really damaging to your body. There is that. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> his liver, specifically his liver. <laughs> We're going to force feed David grain. And eat no, like to be clear, the way, the way this night ends for me is drunk yep. and just beaten to a bloody pulp with Neli writing a note like Neli did this on my like dead body and then just like giggling <laughs> but and running away. But you're away. in a VR headset. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how we kill people here. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I like, 
So somebody asked me today what my favorite Verge memory is, uh, and it took me forever to come up with one. Okay. Uh, because there's like a billion, and I've been here basically my entire life. Yeah. Like I was, people are like, tell me your life story. And I'm like, well, I was born, and then I started working at The Verge. Yeah. And then I've been here ever since, and now I'm 66 years old, and here we are. You look pretty um, good for 66. Gotcha. You look like garbage. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but I think it, it, my actual answer is uh, I think my favorite Verge memory ever was from our old office. We'd been, which was like, for anyone who doesn't know, basically a converted, not very nice apartment near Union Square. Yeah, fair, that's fair. Right? Okay. So there were like two little rooms and a little kitchen, and the bathroom was right in the middle. Uh, so you always knew who was going to the bathroom, but that's a whole different thing. Not relevant to my story. Yeah, that's a weird favorite uh, memory of the Verge. That's <laughs> like, like I knew when you poop. Total, like, perfect bathroom information. <laughs> Listen, you, you got to know things. I'm a journalist. You know, I, I'm a reporter. It's what I do. Uh, but I think my favorite memory, and I think Jordan will probably remember this, uh, was one night we were at the office, and I was trying to take pictures of something. And my favorite thing to do when I was taking pictures would be go out on the windowsill of our office. There were two windows. We were on the 10th floor, and the windows were just open. So you could just, like, good die out the window if you wanted to. And uh, William Savona, our reviews coordinator, his dog at one point almost fell out the window. Uh, do you remember this? Yeah. That was awful. And yeah. then that dog did not come to the office anymore. Nope. Uh, but so there was one night I'm, like, perched precariously out on this ledge trying to get, like, the little bit of light I can to take a picture. And I don't remember who, but somebody, I think it was Jordan, like, comes around the corner looking for me and, like, doesn't actually uh, know that I'm out there but comes around as, like, David and then, like, comes around and then like yelps because they see me on the windowsill and hearing the yelp freaks me out so i'm sitting there like leaning out over 10 floors and start like tripping and falling out of the window and i'm like oh this is how i die taking a picture of (laughs) the samsung galaxy tab 7 (laughs) and if there's a way you're gonna die (laughs) yeah right that's that's it seems very appropriate and then uh i was like i i like grabbed onto the window pulled myself back up and whoever it was that had said something to me was like you're very dedicated to your job and i was like yeah (laughs) And that that's, was, that's, that's that your favorite, that was my that's favorite, favorite, memory. favorite memory. That's that terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that was one of many times I've almost died for my job. <laughs> yeah. The thing about memories like that is that you realize that over time working here and Emily, I believe this is a curse that will afflict you as well. It all just fades into an endless oh, series of no, people products. like <laughs> just an endless, never ending flood. Yeah, of you are, you will always be enough. at CES. <laughs> no, no. The thing is, you're never, like, get, get the thing is I'm never at CES because you feel this way too. Like I go to CES, something happens and then I leave mm-hmm. every year at CES. I don't remember anything. I have no memories ever from CES. Yeah. They just, I, I'm, have why I go to Vegas and then I leave. <laughs> yeah. And everything in between is nonsense. Yeah. And then, and like our group me at the end of the, right. I like catch up and I'm it's, like, it's okay. like illegal. Yeah. Uh, illegal group me. That's my yeah. new band. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love the verge. Well, I, if I talk too much, I'll cry. So I'm not going to cry. And I think that's really, uh, when I said I was going to torture you, and I have almost was, cried. Oh, you so have many to times. cry on your last podcast. No, it's like, I'm not going to cry when you left. Grand oh my Land. God. I cried so much. <laughs> on my last podcast. It was really embarrassing. I didn't think I was going to, uh, no, I'm not going to do Let's it. See what happens. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to cry. Uh, you have, one, have, you have, a, you have okay. a choice. You have a binary choice. You can weep, or you can or you can dress up like a pirate. Do you, re- do you well, remember? We both know my choice. Do you remember the first time that you knew that this was your home and that you were like you were destined to be here for, like for a really long time and that so, you, you had a spiritual connection? to It was it? actually in my interview. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I interviewed. <laughs> my interview was with uh, Joanna Stern, who was my first boss when yeah. I got here. 
R.I.P. Uh, she's not dead. <laughs> Jeez. Hi, Joanna. Extremely successful you. Wall Street Journal yeah. columnist, Joanna Stern. Okay, uh, fine. Joanna and Josh Topolsky, uh, also R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> now Bloomberg. Extremely successful Bloomberg editorial director, Josh Topolsky. Uh, and the my interview was with the two of them, and I sat down, and Josh didn't like introduce himself, didn't ask me questions. He just informed me that if I took this job, I wasn't going to have any friends, I wasn't going to have any hobbies, I wasn't going to have a life, I just nothing. He like he spent like thirty minutes explaining to me like how god awful this place was going to be, and then we get to the end, and he was like, "So what do you think?" I was like, "Okay, I'm in." And then he was like, "Great," and he left. Yeah. And that was my whole interview. And then Joanna was like, okay, can you like fill out this piece of paper and like maybe we'll call you. <laughs> Do you know, know anything about laptops? Yeah, right. She yeah, was like, right. let's talk about netbooks. And then we talked about netbooks. But that was like that was when I knew. <laughs> like Josh gave me this like whole long speech. He was like, this will be the only thing you do. And he was right. Yeah. Like that was we like, do, all we my do friends. I, yeah, like all my friends in like the Verge Heartbreak is a thing. Uh, oh yeah, Verge Breakup Club is real. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, uh, it was more real, I think, earlier. Yeah. When it was like when, All when, of us in a smelly we were, office that when, nobody when wanted like to be a part of. startup time? Yeah. Like Verge Breakup Club was like Oh, because everybody problem. got dumped? Uh, wow. I, yeah. I didn't know if that, like, dumped is like <laughs> the wow. wrong word. Right? It's like everyone just like faded out. Well, I assume everybody had some version <laughs> right? of the conversation of like, it's either me or your job. And then everybody went, uh, and then their significant other was just like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, like it was, it, it was that early crew and then most of that early crew is still like around. Like the, those stories are like they 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 oh yeah we've all we yeah. were all there it was it was real it was funny because <clears throat> Engadget Breakup Club had been real too mm-hmm. and I so I was like the wise old man I was like it's it's blogging it's blogging kid like it was super <laughs> silly <laughs> yeah um, okay but that well, was when I knew I was there I'm gonna uh, whatever Jordan so here's what I, here's what I want to tell you to the the, the loyal listeners of Vergecast I will say something nice about David okay uh, but it's a lie because he's <laughs> Dead to me, sure. <laughs> uh, no, David is very talented. David helped us build this place. Employee number one of The Verge. Uh, which, I, by the way, is basically the kind way of saying you all refuse to make me a founder. Which Because you don't belong here. And but I the- think that's clear. <laughs> uh, so get Damn out. Uh, no, it's true, David. And the the I will say I'm very proud of David for taking this job at Wired, even though I think he's... You know, picking the side of evil instead of the side of good. Um, Their offices are so nice. Yeah, you're going to... I mean, just the amount of fucking pirate ship in some of these. Gonna be <laughs> um, can, you, can I just build a whole pirate ship in their office? And then be like, I don't know where this came from. Look, it's a pirate ship. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> that sounds fine. And I'm telling you the materials to do that. Like, lumber is on its way. <laughs> uh, no, I will say this. David came to us. Uh, you were David Pogue's intern. I was. You were a baby laptop reviewer at PC Mag. Uh, and you came to us as a baby laptop reviewer. Uh, and over the past four years, you have... Managed to do this thing where you are going to take the job formerly occupied by Stephen Levy at Wired, which is incredible. And I'm very proud of you, even though you are a stupid jerk. <laughs> I never want to see your dumb face Fair. again. And it's a good thing you're moving across the country. Um, I hate you. Call me later. Um, because I would hit you with my car. If I had <laughs> uh, your okay. 2001 Escalade. So that's that. That's for the Verge. My 2000. Because I'm going to buy a 2001 Escalade, my dream car, <laughs> for $8,000. I'm going to find you. You can take a get of that. I'm going to love tap the shit out of you with it. It's going to be great. Um, so that's David. 
Um, please forget that he exists <laughs> and don't read him in our competitor. Goodbye forever. Please unfollow him on Twitter. RIP me. You can follow any number of the rest of us here at The Verge. <laughs> you can follow The Verge. Just We're follow at Verge. somebody else named David Pierce. I'm sure that there's there so actually So David is at Pierce David. Okay. Today is the day you unfollow <laughs> at Pierce David, find <laughs> at David Pierce, and confuse the hell out of that. True story. Because that dude is hired. True story. That guy. Straight up one-to-one replacement. That guy is delightful. He's a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, he went to ASU. True story. Probably lives in San Diego now. He drove his know. white Jeep directly to San Diego. <laughs> Delightful. Um, Lovely guy. Okay. Big so fan. we're at The Verge on Twitter. We're at no, the no, no, no. We're at Verge. <laughs> oh, shit. Smiley face. We're at Verge. Yeah. There's a script that will correct you if you screw it up. We're at Verge on Twitter. We're at The, the Real Verge on Snapchat. You should, you should actually go. Our Snapchat if, is awesome. If you're not into Snapchat, like I would actually recommend like getting it just to see what Sam and Helen and the rest of our crew is up to in Snapchat. Cause it's great. Um, youtube.com slash the verge you should subscribe you can't eat well uh and you should also go to instagram.com slash verge and follow us on instagram too um now throwing the ball back to you neely that was our show uh david is dead to you i'm sorry i'm gonna don't worry i love you forever david 